Effectively securing your organization and its reputation requires a smarter approach. To maximize efficiency and minimize risk, security experts turn to Logarithm, the only leading solution built solely for security teams by a security team committed to your success. With NextGen SIM, user and entity behavior analytics, network traffic and behavior analysis, security automation and orchestration, and compliance, Logarithm provides security made smarter. Today's determined attackers easily bypass even the most advanced network defenses. Trying to ramp up staff to detect their back doors can cost thousands of dollars and take months, even years. With Active Countermeasures AI Hunter, we enable junior analysts to detect even the most advanced back doors in a matter of hours. Sign up for a demo and purchase our product today by visiting activecountermeasures.com forward slash ESW. Active Countermeasures, make every analyst a hunter. The greatest threat to businesses today isn't the outsider trying to get in. It's the people you trust, the ones who already have the keys, your employees, your contractors, and privileged users. 60% of online attacks are carried out by insiders. To stop these insider threats, you need to see what users are doing before an incident occurs. Observant combats insider threats by detecting risk activity, investigating in minutes, effectively responding, and stopping data lost. Give it a test drive at observeit.com forward slash security weekly. Welcome back, everyone, to Enterprise Security Weekly. Make sure you join us next year, April 1st through the 3rd, at Disney's Contemporary Resort for InfoSec World 2019. That's right, Security Weekly will be there, among others, uh, in the community. It's a great conference. Our discount code for the listeners is OS19-SECWEEK for 15% off the main conference or World Pass. All righty. Now we are talking about my top 10 list. I don't know. I just kind of created this on a whim to maybe use this content for a show this week. turns out this was the show. I guess so. <laughs> and uh, so it'll be interesting what we talk about uh, tomorrow night on Paul's Security Weekly. I got to come up with a topic from th- for that. But this was just my top 10 list of top things. It's kind of random topics of basically things that stuck out in my mind that I wanted to highlight um, for our audience and... So the first was my top productivity tool, and it's not necessarily security-related. However, it'd be interesting to funnel your uh, phishing campaigns, because when I use HubSpot and we're emailing people, I feel like I'm doing basically a glorified uh, phishing campaign, John. Very targeted. It's very targeted pretty much. email phishing yeah. campaign. And HubSpot, for me, one of the great things I like is it's been the only productivity tool that's really been able to keep me on task and keep me focused. Um, in the uh, CRM and, and sales space, I mean, we've just basically, I have a lot of the team has experiences with many different platforms. We've identified it as awesome. It's interesting when we also, the reason it has the top seat, when we present to some of our customers and they start to see that we're using HubSpot and how we're using it, they start asking us questions like, hey, wait a minute, how are you? How are you using that? What are you? You? They're like, that's like, really that, cool. That yeah. yeah, that wasn't the goal of this presentation. I'm not here to try to sell HubSpot. <laughs> exactly. Right? We end up selling HubSpot for him. So and you're welcome, HubSpot. And, and our consultant, consultant who's busy because yes. he's like helping everybody set these things up. Yeah, I've used a lot great. of tools, right? Uh, layered inside, I used Acton for sure. my marketing, uh, Salesforce in the past. The the things we've done with HubSpot, you guys started, and we just kind of fine tuned over the last couple months. Yeah. It's it's made things so much easier. We can produce so quotes, easier. get stuff out, schedule follow-ups, tasks, uh, people Calendaring. just the put, cal- uh, yeah, put the stuff on my calendar for oh. meetings. It's made things so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we've only scratched the surface. Uh, I think we've, we're a power user on the CRM side. Yep. And I think 
what we need from a CRM perspective for the for the price is way better than what I could get out of Salesforce or anything like that. Yep. We haven't fully tapped into the marketing components yet of HubSpot, which we'll probably do in 2019. But the ability to bring all that together has just made life so much easier. So for, for our audience, if you have a startup um, or even your own consulting business, right? Because there's a free CRM component to HubSpot, or you're working for a security vendor and you're frustrated with you know the sales tools. I, I, I just, they don't endorse us in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It's just worked really well for us. It has. So, um, the top breach, and these are in no particular order. Uh, Equifax no for brainer. me, yeah, I mean, it could, because no. it highlighted so many of the things that we are having conversations about, have had in the future, and need to have conversations about in the future. Yeah. I think for me, it highlighted the single greatest vulnerability in every organization, which is lack of communication. <laughs> Right, effective communication was well, the breakdown. Well, that was one, but just basic cyber hygiene in some respects, and right? And so sorry, many other things, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just the basics. certainly just for all the talking points that it gave us. Um, the top vulnerability. This was the hardest one for me. It was these, uh, this one's not even my top. Because uh, yeah. I didn't want to use the, the Apache struts because it was associated with Equifax, yeah. right? And I don't really <laughs> think that was the top vulnerability. For me, it was any of the vulnerabilities that were associated with Node.js, right? With the add-ons and libraries that developers are including in their code, which I've talked about at nauseum this year, right? That either there's a vulnerability in something you're including or someone abandons the project or a bad actor takes over a small add-on or a library that gets included in millions of distributions. To me, this is the style of vulnerability that has manifested primarily. I think the best example is in Node.js, which is becoming extremely popular uh, in, Node, well, in, in, Node, in Node Package Manager uh, NPM. And, and that whole concept of it is so cool because it's not just a vulnerability in one type of app like WordPress. Mm -hmm. It's basically a vulnerability that exists across the continuum of any app that's using Node as a framework. And many people don't even patch their node frameworks at all. So this is, once again, those vulnerabilities that are just going to continue to keep giving for a long time for web app pen testers and attackers. And I, I actually kind of agree with Paul, because if we're looking at vulnerabilities that we exploited that were actual vulnerabilities, not social engineering, password mm -hmm. spraying, um, or phishing, this would be one of those ones that would be up there quite a bit. Yeah, the other one I see a lot is PHP for the same reason. Oh, yeah. PHP, mm -hmm. because it's used in, in it, the Everything. base library is vulnerable and the vulnerabilities keep increasing and nobody's patching their php libraries nobody it wants is to crazy it PHP. just grows and grows and yeah. grows and so people who are still using php you have to realize all those libraries all those dependencies mm -hmm. that are in php those the, the vulnerabilities just keep ticking up and they're yeah. not getting resolved so I kind of put this equivalent with the Node.js because I think we see more Node.js probably in the enterprise, but there's yeah. still a ton of PHP out there, and that library just gets more vulnerable every single day. Absolutely. And it, it's hard to upgrade between different PHP versions and maintain application support, especially if you're hosting multiple applications on your, your PHP platform. I yeah. ran into the university. It's, it's hard. Speaking of PHP, my favorite Security Weekly technical segment um, was from a sponsor, so I could be biased, but... I really loved PHP type juggling with Sven. I thought it was fun. I thought it was educational. I thought it was different style of vulnerabilities that he was describing or ones that we don't talk about, maybe not new, mm -hmm. right? But it was exciting to me to hear that explanation. And I just thought it was really awesome and highlights Matt's point of PHP being vulnerable in the different ways. And type juggling exists in other languages as well. 
but in PHP, the problem was so unique for me that I, I just, it was the best, my favorite technical segment. I don't watch enough of those, so I can't vote on that one. Yeah, it was good. Um, so for my favorite interview um, that we did across the entire year, um, and I tried not to sponsors. We we love you. I mean, with, that's how we make. That's <laughs> we how we call you. this a business, right? So we absolutely <laughs> love you, right? <laughs> but uh, I tried to not have sponsored interviews uh, on there. But um, in terms of interviews, Dan Farmer and Vitsa Vemina, uh, th- that was just an awesome to sit with some of the pioneers of our industry and hear things from their perspective, and then all the accomplishments they've had after what they're known for primarily was developing Satan back in the day, their uh, aspect on open source, uh, open source their uh, perspective on that was just very encouraging. So for that, that was my favorite interview. Tied with Mandy Logan, who no one has seen that interview yet because it's pre-recorded, her story is amazing. I mean, I, I can't even, to say that her story is amazing and she's overcome so much is an understatement and how it relates to hacking, how she had to hack her own brain back yeah. to health and the encouragement that you can get from that interview, definitely a, a Yeah, we met her at DerbyCon, which yes. is what prompted that uh, interview. Yes. Uh, it, the, the story is just, it's a phenomenal story. Mm-hmm. Uh, 584 was uh, Dan Farmer in Vita Vemina. Um, so my favorite new startup was based on a briefing that I did, um, at Black Hat and is very much about the people that founded the startup, uh, and about their technology. And it was that marrying of the two that made my favorite new startup. Um, I don't know if they had necessarily started in 18, but at least one that I became aware of. And that's Bit Discovery. That's Jeremiah Grossman and, uh, Robert R. Robert R. Snake Hansen. Uh, two people that you probably recognize their names. I didn't know they collaborated to do a startup. Basically, and I think Jeremiah said every couple of days or so, they're taking an entire snapshot of the internet of available ports and services and storing that in a database and on systems and searching that locally. And then every two days or so going in and updating that snapshot, playing in the space with Digital Shadows, Risk Sense, Cadium, oh, no, Risk IQ. Risk IQ, sorry. Yeah. Cadium was just renamed to something else. There's some other players in that right. space. But when I heard how Jeremiah and team was doing that with a very small team, with not an enormous amount of funding, in my uh, opinion, that what he's accomplished and is just is just awesome, and solving a problem that I think we really need to focus on, and that is what are my exposures externally? Mm-hmm. Security scorecard, of yeah, course, security scorecard, yeah. and um, BitSight, and there's a yeah. number of them that have I, done aspects of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have aspects, but they don't do it really well um, at all. So like this one, I really like because it ties into some of the assessments that we've done. We, we did an assessment for an organization that was a Fortune 10 and just doing recon and trying to find every single website that was associated with their domain right. was a nightmare because they had something like 25,000 of them mm-hmm. and they were spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they were spread all over in Europe and in Asia. And we came to find out what was going on is a lot of the regional managers and sales managers were standing up their own websites and anybody could put in a request and say, Hey, can I get a DNS entry for this? And it was a nightmare. So you were talking about PHP vulnerabilities and WordPress vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. This entire organization was completely riddled with them and they had no idea. And this is a couple of years ago. They had no idea how they could get their arms around all of their Mm -hmm. domains and all, or excuse me, all their websites associated with their domain. And something like this would have just absolutely fit the bill. Yeah, this is something we looked at when we were at Tenable, when we were going down the web application security side. Mm -hmm. How do you 
how do you know which web apps I have that need to be scanned, mm -hmm. right? The, the discovery problem on the web app is is difficult, especially for a, a multinational organization where these things could be anywhere. This gives you a starting point of what are my external properties. Mm -hmm. Gives me that discovery component. Now I can start to think about, okay, now what do I need to do with all this stuff? But that's been a big challenge in this space for a long time and having somebody that can do it effectively because scanning the internet is not an easy task and being able to do it efficiently and keep it up to date is definitely a value here in this uh, solution. And, and if you're an organization looking to try to get your arms around this, a couple of recommendations. You can use tools like Nmap to port scan your network blocks that you own, and that will identify potential web services. One of the issues that you'll run into, though, is let's say that you find 5,000 web servers. Well, what do you do next? Um, so if you are in that type of situation where you have lots of web properties, I would recommend looking at Eyewitness by Chris, uh, Chris Trunzer. Mm -hmm. And then that will import a Nmap file, and then it will automatically screenshot every single one of those websites and the services that it supports. Then it'll give you a nice little HTML output, so you can quickly scroll through those to find out-of-date servers. You can find Apache Tomcat servers. Yeah, that there's a lot of tools like that. I used one yep. actually for non-security-related activities, right? I was cutting a bunch of Security Weekly websites over, and I had to make sure that like I didn't miss something, like what was broken. And I actually used mm -hmm. a tool. It, it was a different tool, John, but exactly as you described fed it in a list of subdomains from my DNS server. It said, go screenshot those, make sure you can get there and make sure there's something on them that should be there, right? And that was a good way of doing it. So yep. um, my favorite attack technique was, did I get that right? Is it eternal silence that Marcelo released? Um, no, 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 it's, it's, it's uh, it, it, a silent trinity. I silent think. trinity from uh, yeah. John's team, Marcelo, who works uh, with John, Bite, Be Bite Bleeder even, um, that was just awesome. The, the fact that we talked about like five different languages and frameworks and that was incorporated. We talked about C Sharp and .NET and Python in uh, all it's these languages. Iron Python. Iron yep. it, 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 that's just so cool. I think that was the coolest one for me. And it, it's been kind of interesting uh, seeing Joff and, and Marcello and mm -hmm. a whole bunch of our other people like Egypt come on and start working together and how they're kind of helping each other's projects and making things better. Yep. And it's interesting. I, a couple of things that I'm learning, and we've been talking about this a lot at BHIS, and then I'll shut up, is the endpoint is becoming more difficult, especially whenever you're looking at the pointy end of the spear of organizations that are actually doing security correctly. There's a lot of vendors out there that are bringing products that are making it far more difficult to get a, like a toehold in the environment. And it's interesting just through all of the different acrobatics that a tester will go through to get malware to execute on a computer mm -hmm. system. And from that, it's interesting just how many other additional avenues there are to get code execution on a system that a lot of these products are not uh, really checking. But also, there's now a huge push where we're kind of moving away from just the endpoint and getting malware on a system and starting to look at the browser as a new endpoint. And that'll be a completely different series of topics. And that goes yep. into like tools like Prismatica, coming up with manifest.xml. Uh, malicious plugins and things of that nature. So be on the watch for that for the next few months coming from us specifically. Awesome. My favorite news article this year, and we covered a lot of news articles. I probably could have written, wrote <laughs> no, something to, yeah. uh, to, to count. It's been a lot. Let's just say that. It was on Hack Naked News episode 199. Jason Wood from Paladin Security talked about an article where the Iceman hacker, who is actually Max Moser, um, 
was charged with running a drone smuggling ring from jail. And there's so much more to it about how commerce worked, how uh, Max was in trouble for credit card scams, that he was padding other people's accounts at the commissary inside of prison, also using drones to drop off contraband inside of prison, how he was caught, may face a longer sentence, how he was almost up for parole from way back in the day, which ties back into my history. He did some stuff with the lion worm that got him in trouble. Um, So it seems like he's still in a little bit of trouble today. Um, But that was just the most interesting story because it talked about drones. It talked about how do you smuggle stuff into the prisons, uh, about that, how that works. And some of Max Max Moser, I, Max Vision, Max Vision. Sorry, I said Max Moser. It's Max Vision. I was going to say Max Moser. This didn't no, sound. No, Max right. Moser was the, the backtrack <laughs> person from yeah. way back in the day. He's, yeah, that's he's an awesome person. Sorry, Max Moser. Max Vision uh, was was the one uh, that was involved with the lion worm, among other things. So uh, that was my favorite news article. Uh, favorite new attack tool. I mean, this was a tough one for me too. I think anything could do with Miter Attack Framework. I think that was. I mean, none of us are going to argue with that. That was a huge thing this year. Um, and I think any of the frameworks that are looking at and implementing MITRE ATT&CK um, are worth looking at well, for sure. Let's just, as long as we, we now have a kind of a codified encyclopedia of attack techniques, is it absolutely comprehensive? No. Are there variations on these themes? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But this has now opened the door for threat emulation. This has opened the door mm-hmm. for a lot of that post-exploitation um, uh, kind of assessment within organizations. This is going to open up, and I, I honestly believe this is going to make security better in ways that we just don't even know yet. Um, but I, I get excited about it because this is a way that I can codify and automate 80% of the crap that we do in assessments right. so that we can start doing that 20% that's more difficult and a lot more fun. Um, my favorite cybersecurity acquisition was the acquisition of Duo by Cisco for $2.35 billion. The thing that, about this that really resonates with me, is, and I talked about it in my DerbyCon talk uh, this year, was Doug Song going from uh, like master's degree, PhD student in cybersecurity, presenting on very technical topics, developing um, uh, DSNF, right? Amazing and tools. Amazing yep. tools, going all the way to building a company and having what's arguably one of the most successful cybersecurity acquisitions of all time. I mean, it's got to be top five of all time, yeah. let alone the top one of this year. Well, yeah. so. And none of us scratched our heads on this one. Um, right? None of us looked at it and like, how the hell did they, like when Fishman got yeah. bought, it's like, what the hell was that about? This made sense. It was a great kind of plug in into the Cisco framework. Yep. Duo is an outstanding company. They hire some of the best people. Yep. And uh, we, we, I can't really say too many bad things about Duo, especially because they didn't threaten to sue me. Right. Whenever we came up with the OA two-factor bypass and we demonstrated against Duo. Um, but so just that alone is just like, this is a company that deserves respect. And just kudos to everybody. And, and the thing from Duo for me was just Doug's commitment to the customer. Mm. <clears throat> it was all about making the customer happy, yep. giving them solutions that worked, worked easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, coming from a heavily technical background, just understanding the the relationship with the customers. And he built a just a, a fantastically successful company. It was a great exit mm-hmm. for them. I know a number of people over there that I used to work with back mm-hmm. in the day. Just a, a, just a great company all around yeah. and got acquired and fits into a Cisco portfolio that makes a lot of sense for where Cisco's going. Uh, great acquisition. I mean, there were some other big ones. You know, the Silence acquisition 
you know, just mm-hmm. a month or so ago is a big acquisition. But the fit at BlackBerry is a question. I mean, sure. th- there's no brainer here with yeah. how Duo is going to fit into Cisco. Yep. That was an easy one to pick for me. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, that is uh, the last episode of Enterprise Security Weekly for this year. Matt and John, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. We'll see you next year. 